in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. I think we're back. First topic on the front page. The Raiders. <laughs> you just said that out of the blue. <clears throat> I, yes, Jared says we are on. For those of you that are just tuning in, we can't hear Jared. Um, we're told you guys can hear Jared or the audio that Jared is playing, but we can't hear it. Um, so I think we're back here. First topic in the front page. The Raiders have released Tyrell Williams. Uh, he, that is going to save them $11.6 million in cap space. Not a surprise. Uh, he was an expected casualty given that he did not play last season and given that the cap savings were going to be pretty significant for letting him go. Uh, but as we talked about yesterday, the Raiders still need a wide receiver. Like even if you don't want to spend money on the offensive side of the ball, they still need a wide receiver because right now it's Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, and Hunter Renfro, and that's kind of it. Yeah, and uh, thank goodness they have Darren Waller. So uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna sign a wide receiver. It could actually be just as simple as bringing Aguilar back because we're not really still sure about these reports about what Nelson Aguilar is gonna want. Um, so you, you put it uh, best yesterday. If the top three or four are tagged or if they're tagged and, and traded and you got 10 people in line to trade for them and, and they want to sign them to long-term deals, they might have to go to that other level. And as you said yesterday, if it's a decision between Will Fuller at 18 or Nelson Aguilar at eight, I'm probably looking at Nelson Aguilar because I need so much help on defense. So they're going to get somebody. But you could go literally from the best wide receiver on the market on a tag and trade to, okay, we're just going to bring back Nelson Aguilar and everything in between. But I doubt they're starting the season with the three you just mentioned as their only wide receiver. I hope yeah, not because they have to be better. There has to be somebody. I mean, just even if somebody else is like a seventh round draft pick, there has to yeah. be somebody else because you got to have more bodies. But presumably, even if the Raiders believe in Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, after their first seasons, you can't possibly go in the next no. year with a, oh, these are going to be our top two guys and we're going to be good to go. So there will be some form of wide receiver. I am curious to see how much money they do spend yeah. there. Now, hold on. Now, hold on, Tyler. You ready? That's a great question. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear the break and to go to the next question. So I'll just be that guy today. Hey, you know, nice that's question. a great question. Okay. <laughs> the Golden Knights have partnered with You Pick Trade, a Mexican sports betting tout service. Um, they announced this yesterday. If you went to You Pick Trade's website, you saw a picture of a just random model or something in a Golden Knights jersey. As Dave Shane tweeted this morning, that person is still on their website but they actually removed the Golden Knights logo from the jersey. So there's just a hockey player in a gold jersey without a Golden Knights logo on it on their website. But the Golden Knights have announced this partnership and they got absolutely torched yesterday. Well, I'm on that side. I, I don't get this. I've got to be honest, you talk about a slippery slope. You sign a deal with a tout service and you promote your fan base to 
follow it and sign up. And, you know, I think most people out there understand what a tout service is. You pay the service for their picks or their analysis. This is a slippery slope. I didn't understand this. I wanted really, and maybe, you know, we'll follow up with this. I know people, the paper going to follow up with this. I'd like to know what the league feels about this. I mean, I guess the league would have had to know or sign off. I can't believe you're signing with a tout service and the league doesn't know. But to me, I asked the same question you did. Why do you feel a need to get a sponsored by a tout service and really request of your fans to join it and pay to be part of it? Um, and the other, you know, the big, I think one of the big que unanswered questions is what are the Knights getting out of this? And obviously it's a sponsorship to getting money, but are you going to take it to the next level and say, you know, you know, you're getting cuts back from whatever, whoever many sign up. I don't know. So this was really bizarre and they got torched. And here's the other thing. They didn't get just torched by people in the industry. And because that's going to happen with touts, they got torched by their fans. And anytime this fan base really goes after them on something, you know, it's controversial. I mean, oh, yeah. very rarely other than gold helmets. Will this fan base, <laughs> will this fan base go after that team? And I'll tell you what, you saw what I saw yesterday. There were fans that loved this team that said, I don't like this idea. This is not a good idea. Oh yeah. I mean, there, I didn't, I didn't see anyone say anything positive about no. it. Like I like you couldn't find it. And you're right. Like for the most part, the Golden Knights, any tweet they send, everybody'll just respond like I love you. Like that's yes. just the response yes. to Golden Knights tweets. This yes. one was, what the what? hell are you doing? Like why yes. would you why would you partner with a tout service? Not yeah. only a tout service, one from Mexico. And if you go yeah. to their website, it's like promoting, you know, you can make a living off sports betting okay. and all this. And yeah. the, my favorite part, if you click around on their website, they have a page that says that shows like their record, like their past bets. Right. Uh, one of their days in February, they made like five bets on the NBA and all five bets were $14 bets in which they bought two points to add to the spread before okay. they made the bet. So they're they were promoting their picks while they were making fourteen dollar bets to win nine bucks. Yeah, I I, it's ridiculous. And here's the other thing: this is just a little secret of the industry. When they say they've had a ton of people quit their jobs because they're not professional sports bettors, that's not happening. And when first of all, you're not hitting fifty four to fifty five percent, which is kind of what you'd have to do to be in that realm. And when you're dealing with a tout service and you have to pay them the fee. Now you're kind of having to hit 60%, right? Because you're giving them the money before you get their picks to then make your picks. So if you're telling me they have a bunch of people out there who have quit their jobs and they're hitting 60 plus percent, I'm telling you that's not happening. Here's so that. sorry. The whole the whole premise of tout service, the flaw in it is that if somebody is good enough to make money betting on sports, they should not have to sell their picks no. to people. They should simply just make yes. their bets on sports and yeah. they will make money. So anytime you're buying that, there's a massive logical flaw into why somebody would sell their picks. Because in reality, you would just make the bet yourself if you were good enough to hit yes. on 56 to 60% of your bets. And you would you wouldn't want to tell other people either. Like you would want to keep your you would not want other people to bet like you. You'd want to keep it uh, you know to yourself. Did, so massive did, flaw in the entire system. You you saw this morning where they took the logo off the jersey as Dave Shane tweeted. Yes, that reminded me when Nate Schmidt was in a commercial with a Golden Knights jersey on, but no logo. <laughs> that was weird. Like where's the logo? And I get sponsorship, so maybe sometimes there's things you can't have your logo on. But in 24 hours, they must have listened to some of the feedback because that came off quickly. And uh, 
they're still partnered with them, but this was not received very well. You know, that's a great question. Ravens linebacker <laughs> Matthew Judon called ESPN's Jameson Hensley a liar over a contract report, and he threatened to leak photos of the reporter from the strip club. So, yeah. Uh, J- uh, Jameson Hensley is the uh, Ravens writer for ESPN.com. He reported in a story that uh, Matthew Judon had gotten a long-term contract offer from the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Matthew Judon called him out on Twitter, called him a liar, said that, you know, that that hasn't happened. He hasn't gotten a long-term contract offer. And Hensley, you know, responded to him saying, hey, I have a source that told me if you want to comment, I'll add it to the story and and all this. And Matthew Judon just kept calling him a liar and ultimately went to Instagram and posted that if he doesn't get an apology from the reporter, he's going to post photos of the reporter at a strip club. I guess it begs the question, was Judon with him at the club? I don't know. That's the thing. How's he getting pictures? I have no idea. I mean... Someone throwing is someone throwing Jameson Hensley under the bus here, and again, we need more context on the pictures. Is he a single guy? I mean, you know, that's if that's what he wants to do. I, there's a lot of context missing here. With I'm gonna post these, like, well, if you were with them, then it really, you know, you posting them stupid. Um, but where did you get them, and really, what you know, what was the situation? If he's an adult, and that's his choice. I mean, there's way too much left out of this that we would need to know to where if it would, if we think it's really bad for Jameis and Hensley, I, I have no idea. Right. And it is. That's... It is original, though. It is an original story. <laughs> I haven't heard you, this very much. You've never had a player or coach threaten to leave no. photos of you from a strip club. <laughs> no, no. I have photos of you a tropical smoothie. They said, and uh, we're going to post those. Because the the other part of this is, you're right. Does that mean that Matthew Judon was with him at yeah, the strip I mean, club? Because, okay, I, I would assume if Matthew Judon went to a strip club with Jamison Hensley, that he would have Jamison Hensley's phone number. And yeah. if he was mad about Jamison Hensley's report, he could text him instead of yelling at him on Twitter or, you know, on Instagram, threatening to post pictures of him from a strip club. It is... I, bizarre like i i don't know i hope at one point in my life somebody threatens to leak photos of me from a strip club like that'll be a phenomenal day for me and i can't wait <laughs> you'll say yeah right i was eating chick-fil-a at home go ahead and post anything you want <laughs> next question san jose state's last three games of the regular season have been canceled they were supposed to play two against wyoming and then they had one makeup game scheduled against uh nevada All three have been wiped out. Uh, They're not going to try to reschedule them or make them up. San Jose State is the team that has COVID issues here. So uh, about 24 hours after the Mountain West announced makeup games, they had to cancel (laughs) one of the makeup games. What are the odds in the next week? Six teams. We had someone test positive, Craigie. We can't can't make any of these games. We wanted to. You know we wanted to. But uh, Jimmy over here, uh, he got a bad test back. Obviously, I don't know if this is true because... He, you know, they're fighting for the five spot too. That got UNLV got hurt last night to try to stay out of that that, that first round game. But Nevada's fighting for that five spot. So in a way, I'm sure Alford is bummed because that's probably um, it was San Jose State, yeah, against Nevada. But then again, I don't know if Alford wanted to get on a plane and go to San Jose State. So maybe he's 50-50. But um, we're not missing anything. This just in on San Jose State against Wyoming or Nevada. 
I think I'd have to I'd have to really look into to how they're going to do the the tiebreakers again, like I did that one time. But I think with UNLV's loss and Nevada not playing San Jose State, I think that clinched a top five seed for Nevada last night. For Nevada, because I, I think Nevada has to play Utah State twice. They do. They do play Utah State twice. But even if they lose both of those, they'll be nine and seven. And right now, UNLV oh. is seven and eight. So okay. I, I did, think they'd did, be okay. This is the craziest league. I know we have to break. This is a crazy league. So San Diego State gets the two forfeits from New Mexico. But then they have to send out a whole paragraph explaining, now look, it's not going to show up in the standings. In fact, they showed it, they put it in the standings, and they took it out right away. Like, this is only used for the tiebreaker winning percentage. I'm like, do you people have anything, any idea what's happening here? I mean, it's just every every paragraph makes this more confusing as to what's happening in this league. Just let me seed all the teams. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'll do a great job. There will be nothing strange about it. I'll just pick the teams that I think are the best, 1 through 11. Uh. I won't even invite 11. We're only going to have eight teams come to this tournament because nobody wants to watch Air Force, New Mexico, or San Jose State play. We're only having eight teams coming. So just let me see it. It'll be way better than whatever win percentage thing they're going to go with with forfeited games for some reason now count for just one of the teams. All right, coming up next, we'll get into the Golden Knights uh, because they are not playing tonight after a COVID issue with the San Jose Sharks. La jugada. Ese es Alex Stock. No fructifica. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Brady and Tyler Bischoff. All right, make sure you guys are listening throughout the show for a sounder from the Vegas Lawyers. That'll be your cue to call in, and that'll be a chance to get qualified to win $2,000 that we will give away at the end of the month. So again, make sure you're listening. You'll hear a sounder at some point in the show. That'll be your cue to call and that will give you a chance to win $2,000 from the Vegas Lawyers. But we'll do it's some 50, Golden Knights here. It's 50-50, you're here the sounder. <laughs> They'll hear it. I don't think we will hear it. Um, but the Golden Knights, they were supposed to play tonight against the San Jose Sharks. But that game has been postponed. Tomas Hurdle of the Sharks was on the COVID list yesterday. Uh, don't know if he had a positive test or if he just was in close contact with somebody, but the Sharks closed their facility. The game that was supposed to be played tonight has been postponed. Um, it shouldn't have any impact on the Golden Knights game on Saturday because they're not the team with the issue. The Sharks are supposed to play on Saturday as well, so we will see what happens with the Sharks if they have more players on the COVID list or what they end up doing. Uh, but as of now... Golden Knights not playing tonight. They're going to have to make up this game at some point on the schedule. Are we getting to a point where they're not going to be able to make up some of these games? Uh, you might be right there because each week they have updated on the schedule. And if they're trying to condense it into when they want the playoffs to start, eventually you're going to have to run into issues because I don't think you're playing hockey teams three in a row. I mean, you know, back-to-backs are one thing. You're not going to get into some weirdness like that. So, yeah, um, if you keep postponing – there's just so many. Look, if you're going to keep your playoffs when you want, there's just so many dates left. So uh, I think eventually, if this keeps happening, you're going to see teams with different amount of games at the end. Because what the NHL has done a pretty good job of is they have rescheduled the you know teams' entire yeah. schedules to make to you know find some spots to make games up. 
But the problem now is the Golden Knights, for example, between Saturday and the end of the season, they only have uh, two, two times where they have more than one day off between games. And both of those, they have two days off. So, like, conceivably, you could put a Sharks game in there, but the Sharks play on one of those two days both times. So there's not much room to put in another game the rest of the season for the Golden Knights or for the Sharks. Now, can you reshuffle the schedule again and find a way to do it? Possibly. But uh, you're going to get to a point pretty soon, or at least I'm curious as to when that point is, when we're late enough in the season that you can't keep moving games around because there's simply not enough days and not enough ways to make it work. And so you get to the end of the season and what's going to be an acceptable number, right? Is like, if, if everybody's supposed to play 56, is 50 an acceptable number? Is 45 an acceptable number? What's the acceptable number for a team to play to where you're like, okay, you know, that's, that's a legitimate number of games and we feel uh, like the standings are okay. Yeah. I 45. I mean, I'm just throwing a number out there like you did. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you have to look at it overall in terms of let's take the mighty Honda division. Um, you know, because that's, you know, that's the division we, we follow closely because it's the Golden Knights division. Um, you know, let's say the Golden Knights, what, they get 52 in, but San Jose gets 46 or 45. I don't know. And I don't know what they would do at that point, right? Would they, I mean, they're going to have to make the decision some way. They're going to have to set a playoff in some form or fashion. Uh, but it would lose, I think it would lose a little legitimacy also if you're talking about a team with, you know, multiple games fewer than other teams. I, I At that point, they're going to have to make a decision, much like we talked about the weird Mountain West and you know playoffs and or tournament seedings and all that and winning percentages. But you're you're back six or seven games fewer than another team. I don't know how legitimate that is. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they play this out and how many games teams actually miss at the end. Because again, yeah. as of now, the NHL's done a good job of rescheduling games and making sure yes. everybody's still scheduled to play the fifty-six. But if teams keep missing games, the later you get, the more likely it is that you're not going to have teams finish out those 56. So I'm curious what their, what their priority will be later in the season. Cause right now their priority is, yeah, you're, you're going to play 56 and you know, for the golden Knights, since it's basically, you're going to play every other day or back to back for pretty much the rest of the season right. just to get these games in. So how, how important does that become? And, you know, would they consider pushing the playoffs back? Like, is there, if, you know, is there anything the NBC originally was worried about the Olympics and they didn't want to have to be broadcasting the Stanley Cup during the Olympics? Are the Olympics going to happen? Like it, we might get to we might get later in the season where the Olympics aren't happening and NBC right. doesn't care how late the Stanley Cup playoff is. And if that's the case, then you can push the playoff back a, a little bit to play some extra games at the end of the season. So I, I'm. I'm curious to see how the NHL handles this, but it's uh, it's going to be tough because they they seem to want everybody to play every game. You know, the NFL was able to do it. The NFL was able to get every team to play 16 games. But when you play once a week, it's a lot easier to do that than when you play, you know, 56 yeah. and you got to play three times a week. I'm more curious as to why almost an hour and a half into this show, we haven't talked about another Kings win. They're now in third place. 6-0-0 oh oh in their oh last 16. Only another t- little team I like to call the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, have had a 6-0-0 oh oh run this year, other than the now third place Los Angeles Kings. They did win two straight in St. Louis. I mean, we've gone almost an hour and a half with you not at least bringing this up to me. 
that they've won again last night. This must be killing you. You're probably, in the back of your mind. You're like that six percent might be eight and a half now, and I better be ready for this to happen. They're only in third <laughs> because yeah, they're only. the they're the only team playing games. <laughs> Nobody else is playing games in this division. Oh. They play. They well, the Blues are playing games, no, but they the Blues are playing games and losing to the Kings somehow, but. They like they they've played two more games than the Wild Avalanche and Golden Knights. Like it's no worries. You keep you keep racking up your points. It's fine. Your record's oh, not going to be good enough at the end. No worries. No worries. Can you, can you just give me this time? Given I'm pretty much sure they're not making the playoffs, but you, you have to at least give me this time to like gloat a little. Six. There's no chance anyone thought six zero and zero at any point from this team in the season. That I mean, was not your prediction. No, that no, I think that, no, my prediction. prediction, no, my predictions are going to make the playoffs. I'll never go back on that. But we had some of our expert guests on here just laughing uncontrollably at the insinuation that the young guns of the Kings <laughs> might have enough to make the playoffs. And right now, like in the in the little catbird seat, I'm saying, you know what? They might not be that bad. The catbird seat. Listen <laughs> to you. This is unbelievable. They are. They are one point ahead of the Wild, but they've played two more games than the Wild, and they're well, two they're... points ahead of the Avalanche, and they've played two more games than the Avalanche. <laughs> like, that's... Here's the thing. The Avalanche and Kings have both won nine games this year. They've both lost six games in regulation. The only reason the Kings are ahead of them is because they've lost in overtime twice more than the yeah. Avalanche. Yeah, that's nothing to, to be there. proud of. Oh, my they're God. They're good enough they're to get there. Good enough they're good to enough get to get there. that extra point. You gotta get that oh, extra point when you can. Jesus. I can't. Oh, God. <laughs> Six zero and zero. Even you were surprised at that. Two, there's no chance you would have bet they'd beat the Blues twice in a row in St. Louis. No chance no, anyone would course, bet that. Of course not. I don't think I don't think I'd bet them to win against anybody. <laughs> let alone the Blues. It's the They're, Honda Division. Everyone can beat everybody. They are they are three and one against the Blues this year. I know. Think about that. What is that? They also they're oh. one and one against the Avalanche. What is happening? They're four and I two mean, against the other two good teams. You you don't want it to happen, obviously, to anybody. But secretly, are the Blues saying, "Hey, we need one of those pauses. We're getting way too ahead on these games." <laughs> I mean, the Golden Knights have four in hand against us, and they're actually ahead of us in the standings. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean that at some point the Blues are gonna be like, "Hey, let's pump the brakes here." They're looking around and saying, why are we the only ones playing in this division? <laughs> exactly. What are we missing out on here? <laughs> what are we like, doing? What did they do? Because they played, them and the Coyotes played seven straight games against each other. Yeah. Seven yeah. straight games against the same team. Oh. That's the most like ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's, who who won who won that series, by the way? Let's that's see. when one. you're waiting. That's when you're waiting for the cliche, you know, here in basketball and the conference room. It's hard to beat three, a team three times. You know, it's hard to beat a team seven straight times in hockey. <laughs> Never happens. It's really hard to do that. You know what's great? That that series was 3-3 three, three after six games. So oh, they legitimately the played a seven-game oh. series, and the Coyotes won wow. the seventh game one to nothing. Wow. That is that is actually it's impressive. Thing, it's a good thing someone didn't have Vancouver's goalie. <laughs> or what was it? No, oh, Dallas's goalie last year. Dal- I got very excited about Dallas's goalie last year because the night the Knights like had like seven thousand shots. I think he gave up like two goals. I don't even remember who he was. Thatcher was Demko. It, yeah, that it was, wasn't that was Ben Vancouver. Bishop. That was it, it wasn't Ben Bishop because he was hurt. But some other character was in there and they couldn't score on that guy. So every day we were talking about that guy. All right, come coming up next, we'll find out which random goalie will shut the Golden Knights out of the playoffs this season. <laughs> Una vez más el disparo. ¡Gol! ¡Gol! 
you're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. We're back, baby. Oh, we've got great news. If you have been listening all morning, you know that Ed and I have not been able to hear Jared or anything coming from (laughs) the studio. But we're back. We can hear the music. And I think, can we hear Darren Millard? Do you know how many times I've used that excuse? Like like not being able to hear the producer? Uh, Sorry, I couldn't hear you there. Sorry, I couldn't hear you there. And I go on for another 10, 15 minutes. You guys, like, that's an old trick. (laughs) We've been doing it for an hour and a half, Darren. (laughs) Yeah. We're not just trying to extend the segment. I might just Jared Jared today. is lit- Jared Jared is literally texting us you need to break now. <laughs> and, we're getting and, we're getting countdowns to break via text message which are approximately 30 seconds behind. Well, he's got to get a new provider then. They could only be 15 <laughs> seconds behind. We're That's we're, a real we're like for Jared to only be 30 seconds this, behind the, That is behind. true. That is true. Yeah. Much better than usual. Um so <laughs> Darren Millard's with us, and we can hear him. So this is uh, this is the most excited I've ever been to talk to you, and it's yes. not because of you. It's just because I can hear you. Because of technology is, is coming together. Yes. I think, uh, well, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be honest. So what just happened was Jared phoned me, and I clicked ignore because I thought it was just a robocall. <laughs> and then he, then he called through again, and I'm like, hello? And he's like, are you ready to come on? I'm like, I thought we canceled. <laughs> no, 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 we fixed it. Like, well, at least tell me you fixed it. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I Jared took credit research for, for this hit. I'm glad Jared took credit for fixing it because I don't think he fixed anything. I no. think it just uh, fixed itself. It just no. appeared. Can he help Chapman with the four o'clock show if he's fixing <laughs> things over there? Because <laughs> Chapman, Chapman the other day uh, played a sound effect right in the middle of this big buildup of of Ryan Wallace, and 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 I said, Whoa, "What happened there?" He said, oh, "Sorry, I dropped my phone." On the uh, on the board. <laughs> like, oh my God! Why are you holding your phone during the show? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's a that's a long list of questions uh, that we have. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, so we're not going to have a hockey game tonight between the Avalanche and Sharks. And I'm I'm curious, Darren, when you look at the rest of the schedule for the Golden Knights, they Golden pretty Knights. much they've got like two two more times this year where they have more than one day off between games and the Sharks play, you know, around those days as well. At what point do we get to where it's too late for the schedule to be reshuffled like we've seen the NHL do before? Well, you're probably knocking on the door now, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices uh if if and when there's different scenarios that prop up that uh, that postpone games, and you're going to probably be in a situation where you're going to play back to back three and four, and and three and four. Like that's just the, the reality, unless they go to that eight game, eight day window uh, after the season, and they've been really hesitant. In fact, they haven't gone there yet uh, to to start putting in games uh, in in that area where they can delay the the Stanley Cup playoffs by a week. So. Yeah, you're you're knocking on the door right now. The interesting part about this uh, situation today is uh, on the original schedule, Vegas and Anaheim were set to play tomorrow night, and and in a Friday Saturday setup in Anaheim, uh, you could take you could put that game back in and play the San Jose game 
later in April and with a three-game series against San Jose, and everything's fixed. So I'm, there's, I'm, I'm missing something because it just seems too simple <laughs> to me that why, why you wouldn't just do that. And, and it works for Anaheim right now, and it works for, uh, for Vegas, and it works for San Jose. So I'm not sure what exactly I'm missing, but that seems to be the, like the, the, the logical uh, scenario to play out is just go back to the original schedule for this weekend and play that back-to-back uh, setup against Anaheim Ducks. Now, it would mean it would put Vegas in a bit of a bind because you'd be playing back-to-back games. You don't necessarily want to do that with Mark andre Fleury right now without Robin Leonard, and you would be playing three games in four nights where you wouldn't have to do that uh, right now. On the other side, uh, pending the inclusion of the uh, the rescheduling of the San Jose game, so uh, there's there's a bit of uh, having to uh, suck it up and bite the bullet on that one. But uh, it it would work, and uh, I don't I don't know how much they looked at it or whether they looked at it or not. But uh, uh, in doing my uh, my little perusing that I do, uh, I looked at it yesterday and said, "Why are we just playing Friday Saturday in Anaheim?" Well, we talked about this also before you came on. Is there like, is there a number in your head that you, they have to get through to make this legitimate? Like, if you end and one team has five in hand to the team above them, I mean, how legitimate does that make? Knowing they're going to get to the playoffs somehow, they're obviously going to have a playoff. But is there a number in your head where you better get to that number that this just isn't going to seem right? I think they get all the games in, Ed. Okay. I really do. Uh, so, but, but as far as, uh, yeah, I, I think five would work, uh, on okay. points percentage. Now where, where it really gets dicey is some of these divisions where you have the haves and the have nots. Mm-hmm. And when you have serious separation within a division and let's look at the, uh, the, the West division, um, if, uh, if the, the golden Knights, uh, are like finish all their schedule, but, uh, let's say, uh, Colorado, uh, plays five fewer games but uh, end up playing more games against like uh, uh, the bottom half of the division than the top half, and that helps out their points percentage, then, then I'd have a beef with that uh, because you haven't played the, 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 the elite of the division. Now, I'm just that, – that's a pure example, and that can work in the, uh, in the, in the North Division. If, you, if you've got four games left uh, at the end of the season against Ottawa and you're knocking on the, the, the door of a, a playoff spot and you go on – points percentage and you don't get those those points well i mean you don't think that there be, wouldn't be an uproar uh, because right. you can possibly get six of eight points like without blinking an eye against ottawa sorry ottawa fans uh i don't know we have a big contingent in, in the las vegas <laughs> valley of senator fans but uh, that that's that's where it gets a little dicey because uh of the of the interdivision schedule and the haves and have nots i think they get it all in i really do think they get it all in Tyler, uh, on, Tyler, did you catch that? Catch what? That, he uh, obviously did not mention the Kings as a have-not. Six straight, Darren. He certainly Kings did not mention them as a have of, either. <laughs> the, the Kings are right now are in third place in the division, yes. having won six in a row. Uh, yes. Came close to shutting out the St. Louis Blues last night and are, what, uh, four points behind uh, first place Vegas? It's yeah. been a pretty impressive run since <laughs> since Ed Grady and I declared them part <laughs> yes. of the mix. For, uh, for a playoff spot in the West Division. Uh, right. That appears to be the confidence boost that the LA Kings needed uh, to take a run. Yes. Do not do not throw yourself in with Ed Grady right now, Darren. Are you kidding me right now? This is Ed where you're going? Ed knows their bodies now. 
Like oh, we've been away in the last two weeks. Like this, this is good. This is good. Oh, this is infuriating. The kings technology, are not any good. Technology clicked into gear just in time for Ed and I to hang up, uh, hang out together. Right. I think this is uh, yeah. this is really really solid. Like, there's it, like once the we, sending us signs one, right now. Once we started following ourselves on Twitter, the kings have not lost since then. That's oh, all I need Jesus. to know. They have, oh. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. Dustin Brown is playing like Wayne Gretzky. Yes. And yes. uh, and and Jonathan Quick is playing like uh, Rogie Bashan. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, exactly. we're seeing some some real progress. Yeah. Justin Brown's kids don't even think he's any good. <laughs> did, that did, is Darren. Did you see that? Mean. Did you see that? Where a, a reporter asked Dustin Brown, you know, his kids, I guess, are old enough, maybe ten, thirteen. Like that, he said. Yeah. She goes, "Well, you know, is this the time in your life where your kids think dad's pretty cool?" And he's like. No, they don't think I'm good. In fact, my son just keeps telling me who's better than me in the NHL. So <laughs> that's probably, but but that goes with every parent, right? No, no kids' parents think they're 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 cool or they're cute. That's true. Like I consider myself pretty cutting edge, and my kids even say I'm lame. Oh, Lord, I consider myself cutting edge. Says every old guy in the history of the world. I consider yeah. myself cutting edge. Oh, good God! All right. <laughs> I got to ask you about goaltending. Um, yes. If Robin Leonard's out for for a lengthy period of time, which he, he already has been, but if that continues, when does somebody not named Marc-Andre Fleury actually play a game? Uh, when Robin Leonard uh, comes back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> does, it, does that actually answer the question? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I, I think that that's the way uh, I would be leaning and uh, because of the way Marc-Andre Fleury's playing right now. And there's nothing to say that, that when Robert Leonard comes back, uh, you can't play him two or three in a row uh, and, and really give, give Marc-Andre Fleury uh, an extra stretch of rest. Now, this week has, has turned out well. If, if they're not playing tonight and they don't go with my suggestion of tomorrow, he gets he gets four days between starts and then goes into uh, an every other day scenario for the next week. So uh, I don't see as the schedule is mapped out right now, even without Robin Leonard, I don't see anybody else playing goal uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, it just doesn't make sense right now. Uh, one from a uh, workload uh, angle and another from a uh, performance uh, level, and those two are. are very much in line with each other and balance each other out. And uh, uh, right now, the workload appears to be uh, motivating or fueling the performance because he's, he's playing the best hockey that, uh, that I've seen him play as a Vegas Golden Knight. Um, okay, you saw all four games. They split the mm-hmm. two. What did, did you change your mind on anything? Did you what you went in thinking about the two in terms of them in Colorado, or did you come out of those four saying, well? This team might have the edge because of this. Well, you know, Ed, that's uh, it's a good question because it changes based on where you were in the series. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like after the three games, the first three games, that Colorado had carried the game territorially, and uh, even though they were three one-goal games, it wasn't uh, necessarily. It was six-five aggregate at that point. Love using the word aggregate, uh, sure. and but it felt it felt like it was a bigger gap than that between the two mm-hmm. teams. Now, part of that was, was uh, Colorado winning uh, in, in, in Vegas and, and pulling that one out uh, in game number two and the wide uh, discrepancy in the play in the first period of the, of the outdoor game in Tahoe. 
But after the fourth game and seeing, one, the coaching adjustments that the Golden Knights made from top to bottom, and then the first 15 minutes of that game was as good as I saw uh, the Golden Knights play this year. They were so fast in, in moving the puck, and that coupled with uh, with Marc-Andre Fleury's play uh, just uh, felt like there's uh, there's a real response. So I, I think it's just like the standings, you come out of it going, they're they're even. They they split, and uh, I, is it a coin flip between the two? If they met in the seven game series, uh, I I don't know either. It might even be closer than that. Uh, and and it comes down to adjustments. And and Vegas made the big first adjustment in changing right. up their lines. And I think you might see the lines go like that lineup against Colorado be mm-hmm. the standard against Colorado, and then the the lines that we saw for the first fifteen games be against the rest of the league, and you might just see wow. a, a flip-flop there. Wow, that's interesting because you know as well as anyone, and, and DeBoer said this yesterday to a point, someone asked him that, and they're so superstitious. Like, well, if something works, I mean, it's, sometimes well, it's hard to get coaches off something if they play like that. And I, I saw an article that did, did a lot of analytical research, and I don't do that myself. I, I rely on other people to do it, and then I read it, and I and I repeat it if, if I agree with it. But uh, but the Golden Knights' top line of Stevenson, uh, Pacioretty, and Stone, uh, right. from a numbers perspective, going into last weekend, was the best line in the National Hockey League. So mm-hmm. there's there's real evidence why you would go back to the old reliable uh, with Carlson and Smith and and Marcia Soa and down the line, uh, why you go back to that uh, that other setup uh, for opponents not named the Colorado Avalanche. Well, he is Darren Millard. I've never been happier to hear him talk, but that will not last. Darren, we appreciate it. Thanks, Darren. Can I have that as a drop where you just say, I've yes. never been happier to hear him talk? <laughs> if, if Jared can hear us, yes. <laughs> We're not sure about that. I'll, I'll text him. I'll text him. Okay. All right. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Take See care. All right, we need a new Sharp. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. Tom did not win his mulligan on the Champions League. So you get a chance to pick whatever game you want for today. 702-364-1100. It's time to find the Sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, we got Sean as our new Sharp. Uh, Sean, you can go anywhere you want for today's games. What do you want to pick? What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. Let's uh, let's Sharp? go with the, some NBA action today. Let's rock and roll with the uh, the 76ers, minus four and a half, I believe. The Sixers, let's find Philadelphia. Yes, is, we, I always, see. we always get the sharp sharps when they come on and tell us the lines. It's four and a half. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, yes, minus four and a half against Dallas tonight. All right, we got you in for the Sixers at minus four and a half. Good luck, Sean. Hope we're talking Thanks, to you tomorrow. Sean. Thanks, guys. All right. I got I, a feeling we're going to talk to him tomorrow because in two words, he said rock and roll and gave us the line. So <laughs> he might be on top of things. Either I that mean, or he's paying for a tout service in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> can we make Can we make find the sharp? Can we make that somebody picks against the tout service from Mexico? Yeah, we, we don't have the budget to sign up for the tout service oh, in Mexico. That's right. That's right. They're, they're we can't pay for picks. They're expensive. I mean, also think about your legacy. Okay. So oh. we have a very important uh, piece of audio to play here because uh, this is going to hit close to home for Ed. Uh, Anthony Edwards, 
uh, first uh, overall pick in the draft, playing for the Timberwolves, uh, was doing a press conference when he was asked a question, and we're just we're just gonna play this and let everybody hear how Anthony Edwards responds to this. So if you get a win tonight, that would breed confidence going into those next four games against teams in the similar spots beside you in the table. Where are you from, Jim? Ireland. I like your accent. It's tough. I want to learn how to talk like that. But ask your question again. I was too much listening to your accent. Yeah, no problem. And uh... (laughs) so So for those of you that don't know, know I I didn't know my cousin became a sports writer. (laughs) <laughs> it's awesome eddie 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 from county mayo is a sports writer for those of you that don't know ed uh has told us that in his in his past <laughs> he would fake an irish accent uh to try to pick up women and yeah. apparently it would have worked on anthony edwards oh well. <laughs> that's that's a little weird and creepy but um yeah, it, hey, that was. I mean, he's that a was first true. overall pick. Come yeah, on that history is first overall pick. Come on, I'm, I, I got to shoot high. Um, yeah, that was that was obviously the guy was uh, straight from the homeland. It was a great, great, uh, great job by him. I, <laughs> I, I really want to know though. I kind of want to know: was he an Ireland-based writer or uh, in America, like covering the NBA? That that's kind of what I want to know. I wanna, really want to know where he was from. I don't. I haven't met many NBA writers straight from the homeland, so uh, maybe he was doing some kind of story that he called in on the Zoom. But uh, good for him. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Listen, if we're going to have the problems that we've had all morning, I might as well talk like that, right? <laughs> hey, it did very well back in the day, my friend. It would have had to. Yeah, <laughs> it it did so well. That after it did really well, six months later, the person it did well with walked up behind me and said, Eamon, is that you? Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> and you had to switch on a dime? Yes, yes. I switched on a dime. And the great thing, the person I was with had never heard it. Like, And it was another thing. that It was another person that did really well, a person I eventually married. And she, after that exchange, said, were you talking in a different voice? And then I had to. At that point, we had just started dating, so I, I don't. I made up some some weird story. I, I don't know what I said. All right. So here's here's what I found, and we're gonna we're gonna test your knowledge of what you claim is the homeland. Um, <laughs> the Irish reporter that was asking that question works for okay. a radio station in Ireland. Uh, he is from West Clare. Do you know where West Clare is? West Clare, Ireland. Yes. Let me think about this. Mm. Well, usually, usually like County Mayo and County Cork, if it's if it's if it's what? in the name, it's usually from County Clare. Oh, no, so, Claire, well, Claire, Claire is the county. Yes, Clare is the name of is the county. Okay, um, I've been to County Clare, so I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I've been to West Clare, but I've been to County Clare, County Cork, and County Mayo. Uh, so that's pretty, that's pretty close if I'm in the right county. Um, it's, it is, uh, it is just north of Limerick. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I've been, I've driven through a lot of counties there when I'm driving on the wrong side of the road. And you don't want to see that either. Uh, so. Oh my I God. Actually, Were you driving what? on the wrong side of the road oh, in yeah, Ireland? Yeah. Oh I've my in, God. I, 
I've driven in Ireland before, but they've only let me drive like out by the farm where my family's from because there's no other cars out there. The only thing in trouble there are the cows. Uh, and I haven't hit any yet. So other than that, like when we're in Dublin, if I asked to drive, I mean, the laughter would just like knock you over. Like there's no chance if there's other cars around, they want me on the other side of the road. Cow population decimated in Ireland <laughs> by tourists who keep referring to it as the homeland. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.